Hey, hiya, howdy, salutations, and welcome to the Harlots of History podcast. This is the show for the curious listener, the raunchy feminist, the sex-positive comic, co-hosted by us, your resident amateur historians who love a side of sexy with their history. Listen as we chat and lecture each other on infamous mistresses, lovers, sex workers, courtesans, madams, vamps, sirens, scam artists, and of course, harlots. I'm Emily. And I'm Kara Mia. So go grab your salty snacks and a fizzy drink of your choice. Sit back and be entertained. We fully endorse this show to assist you, listener, as a procrastinator. This show also contains alcohol, some colorful language, and sexual content, and is not appropriate for those under 18. Sorry, not sorry to our children and pets. Hi, you almost sounded English. Hello. Hello. <gasps> oh, oh, Julia, Julia. Sorry. I was what? just thinking of Julia Child. That was Julia Child. That was Julia Child. Oh, I'm going to go to make an omelet with like five pounds of butter next. Before we get into our stuff, everyone find yourself a husband who worships Julia Child or a life partner who worships Julia Child. Because that's yeah. my husband is in love with her. He will watch old clips of her. He, like, has the book, her French like, cooking book. I've even heard him say, like, hello. Oh, yeah. He, he has got her accent down to a T. I, like, I feel like I could, like, hear him saying that, yeah. and like, I've heard him say that for sure. I've actually seen him cry during Julie and Julia. Like, I've seen him shed physical tears. It's so cute. It's so cute. Sorry. Continue. I'm Karamia, and you are... <laughs> I'm Emily, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't define myself as anything anymore. I'm just in a closet. New rule. Minisodes. We don't have to define ourselves. Oh, good. I don't want to define myself. Defining yourself is stupid. We well. Well, we can say we can say this. We hate the patriarchy, and we support women's rights. All women. All especially women. especially black and other minority women and non-binary. Yeah. Anyone who identifies as a woman we support and, you. and also jk rowling and absolutely everyone in trump's government can go suck it i mean jk rowling you're really breaking my heart because harry potter has been my favorite oh what am i supposed to do with my harry potter tattoo get it covered up you can still keep it because okay. guess what i there's like all these things on how to like support jk rowling without giving her any more money aka if you want the harry potter books buy them secondhand did i give you all mine when i got rid of them i gave them somewhere you gave me, no, you gave me all of the Little House on the Prairie books. Oh, yeah. They're really dusty. I hope you dusted them off. Yeah, I did. They're so Okay. Cute. They're really dusty. But yeah, so, I got those when I was like 10. Okay. I, I love uh, them and my daughter loves them, but I'm so excited about what Emily's talking about today and I can't wait to hear more. Wait, tell, tell the story about... So sometimes Emily... And I will blank out on what to do, like especially for mini-sodes because like, we've had to kind of like cu- come up with them a little faster than our other episodes. And we're trying to find spooky things. And I said, Emily, I've got a person for you. And she's like, I think I've got someone already. And I was like, no, you, you called me when I was researching today. Yeah. Yes. And I said, I have someone for you. And you're like, I'm all set. And I said, mm-hmm. who are you doing? And Emily said, the Bell, the Bell Witch. Witch. <laughs> and I have a note. In my notebook that says Bell Witch Mini So Tell M. <laughs> oh, you should post post that on Instagram. I think that'd be cute. Oh, it's so cute. Well, all right. 
I got my cheese. Okay, so I'm doing the Bell Witch. So I was looking at Spooky, and I had such a hard time finding it. And then I I was like, oh, the Bell Witch. And I literally, I feel like I knew that you were thinking about it. Because I was like, I hope Karen Mia doesn't do this one. Because the Spooky is me trying to keep it surprised. Paranormal is your jam. It's not mine. Oh, yeah. I think, like, regular humans are, like, scary enough. (laughs) Dude, I I was freaked out researching this. Like, I was sitting... In the window, and I was like, okay, there's a ghost behind me for sure. Like, I couldn't look at it. I was like, if I look, there's going to be a ghost. Also, like, my permit building is like a year and a half old. I doubt there's anyone haunting this. So, okay, the Bell Witch, you may have heard of this. The Blair Witch Project, other things. <laughs> I don't know. The Bell Witch is, but basically the Bell Witch is what the Blair Witch Project is based on. So, the haunting of, the supposed haunting, and let's all keep in mind that the 1800s were a crazy time. And this reminded me a lot of the Fox sisters, actually. Really? Yeah, it did. Because I was like, because some of the things I'm like, really? Like, we'll get into it. But some of the things that they say that like the, the explanations and I guess I kind of wrote this in a snarky, like everyone is insane. Like that was what I was thinking, but I do really, excuse me. How do you really believe in the paranormal? I have had paranormal sightings, I guess, and experiences myself. And so as like, my dad is very in tune with that. And Matt, my partner is very in tune with that. And like, I lived in an apartment that had a ghost in it and I actually like physically saw the ghost. So I very much believe in it. Although this one, I'm like, it's it's not that I don't believe that there was a haunting. There could have been. I just really believe that everyone was like insane. I'm a little bit more of a skeptic when it comes to ghosts. It doesn't mean that I don't get just as scared about them. But I also think that things that we we see but may not be there doesn't make them any less scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're experiencing it from any which part of your senses and you like feel or see something there... It's there. That yeah. doesn't mean that it's any less important if it's coming from your subconscious or not or whatever. You're still experiencing it and it's still going to have an effect on you. And right. so even in that way, it's very real. Yeah. So whether or not you are a skeptic or you believe, I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I super believe. So this all took place around 1817. That's when this like haunting began. So this was in Tennessee. John Bell was a farmer. And so the counts are he saw a dog and assumed it was a ghost. Basically, this whole first paragraph is like my interpretation of like what happened. But he saw like a ghostly figure in the shape of a dog. But basically, he saw like a gold retriever and was like, it's a ghost. His daughter saw a girl hanging from an oak tree in a green dress, which is creepy. Because actually, like when I had the ghost in my apartment, I woke up in the middle of the night and for a brief second, saw someone hanging from the corner of my apartment. So that's what like popped into my head. I know it was really scary, but um, his son saw <laughs> so his son, like what he said was he saw a bird, like a scary bird. And then it like flew away. But basically like he saw a hawk that flew away when he got close <laughs> and decided it was a ghost and in the house they lived in. They heard knocking on the doors and walls. They heard like gnawing on their bedposts chains on the floor and dogs like invisible invisible dog fights which i was like okay dogs fighting but that actually comes up in like several other accounts and then john started having paralysis in his mouth i'm I'm wondering if it's like sleep paralysis because like for or he just has he just had tetanus 
Yeah, get probably. it taken care of. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, it was like an old like farmhouse in Tennessee. He probably but did. But there, there is really quickly. There is one part of this story that I do know in the beginning. It wasn't just a dog they saw. They thought they saw a half dog, half rabbit. Oh, yeah, that's really interesting. The rabbit thing will come up again. Okay, because like, that's that's the only thing I know about this okay. story is that there was like the half dog, half rabbit, and I was like. <laughs> oh god yeah and i no, didn't read anymore <laughs> oh i know i yeah honestly like it kind of freaked me out reading this but so yeah i guess if you're scared of things or if you're like driving in your car alone at night like this might have been triple lock the doors uh dude yeah that's why why do you think i bought i mean i don't have it anymore but why do you think i bought that two-seater car i literally like bought it so that i wouldn't have to look behind me <laughs> so the thing about paralysis I wanted to say is like like I said I feel like I'm very in tune with stuff like I've had several instances where I see things and usually when I'm getting feelings of like negative energy or like paranormal energy it's when I'm in this like sleep paralysis so like it's like a waking dream like that happened to be a lot in my parents house when I was like living there as a Mm -hmm. child (laughs) so the paralysis thing also makes me wonder if he was having like some sort of sleep paralysis and i've heard from other people too if they've had sightings it's like that it's kind of like you're in that it's like the witching hour right like the 3 a.m you're in that like half awake half asleep kind of in between isn't it um so like one of my favorite paintings actually hangs at the dia detroit institute of arts and it's called the nightmare and it shows like a woman laying on a bed and sitting on her chest is an incubus Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like I've literally heard people saying that they felt something sitting on their chest. And I think that's a big thing with that was like whenever the veil between worlds is down. So like 3 a.m., it's kind of like that time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when the veil between worlds is down, it's like that time when you see things, you know, it's like Halloween, that sort of thing. And for anyone who has been fortunate, unfortunate enough to watch all of How I Met Your Mother... Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. <laughs> nope, it does not. Oh, I haven't been able to watch it since the finale. But anyway, moving on. Okay, um, so he started having paralysis in his mouth, which honestly I think was sleep paralysis. And, and then the sheets were ripped from the kids' beds while they slept. And the ghost was especially targeted his daughter, Betsy. So she started like pulling out her hair and slapping her. When I was looking this up, and I I mostly use Wikipedia for this because there was like a lot there, but they were talking they they call her the witch the whole time, and honestly I'm like I don't I don't even think witch is the right word for it because it's like a, a spirit or apparition, and I think witch was just like assigned to it back then because they were so scared of witches. I so I don't know I I I'm gonna say like spirit or ghost or apparition because there's really no evidence that this. Like, and they, they say that some person there's, I mean, I don't know. I, we don't know who it was, but there's someone that said the guy who like wrote a book on it said that it was a girl named Kate. So I'll also mention it as Kate at some point, but I'm just going to say the spirit because who knows? I don't even know if she was, which anyway, so the bells asked their friend James for help. And he, I think maybe have been skeptical and then say the night and like the same thing was happening to them. So the rumors spread and people started coming from all over, like hundreds of people started coming because they were like, I have to see it. They were able to talk to the spirit and they're like, who are you? And she was like, I am a spirit. (laughs) And then said that she used to be happy, was disturbed. 
I was like, probably because these people like moved into her house and were annoying. So there's like many different accounts. Some say the spirit came, said that she'd come from a Native American burial ground and set the bells out to go find some treasure. There's like several accounts of people having been told to like dig up treasure. Like a lot of the accounts that happen through the year are like pretty, there's similar themes. And apparently this spirit recited two sermons verbatim that were given like at the same time, but 13 miles apart. What? I know. And okay, but like, is it, is it, was it with like taps or knocks or a Ouija board? Because all I know is that that would be exhausting to transcribe. <laughs> I know. I know. You're like, oh, Google. That's what Google Docs is there for. She was also, so the spirit was also religious and loved to argue with people about like the Bible and then gossip about other houses. <laughs> That's a fi- I want a gossiping ghost. I know. I was like, I, I, I was like, dude. I think this ghost maybe me. Like, like arguing. Hey, ghost, you want to come drink wine and gossip with me? I want to know what my upstairs neighbors are doing. Dude, we'll get to it. This ghost is us as a ghost, though. Like, if we were ghosts, this is us. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, wetting my whistle. Have to have one in every episode. <laughs> one of the townspeople use a test to ask the ghost what his Dutch step-grandmother, who lived in North Carolina, said to slaves when they did something wrong. And the ghost said, wait, can you do a Dutch accent? No. Okay, I can't either. All right, so she said in this accent, Hut, tut, what has happened now? And that's apparently, like, what this lady said. And... The- <laughs> So he was like, oh, my God. And there's also a story of the ghost who started imitating a man's British parents because they were, like, having people come in from all over the place to, like, test it out or do whatever. And so the ghost, like, imitated the man's parents in England after he was talking about being from England. So it's kind of like... And then, and then he thought that for some reason the ghost visited England and then imitated him. It wasn't really that part wasn't really clear, but I think maybe his parents were like, "Oh, we heard your voice in the middle of the night," and he heard his parents' voice in the middle of the night, and he was like, "Yeah, I know, kind of creepy." So apparently, the, the ghost like was super, like a super big fan of Lucy Bell, the wife, and gave her fruit and like Aww. sang her songs. I know. So this ghost, it's like. There's, she was able to corporealize and vocalize. So corporealize, I mean, just being like touching things. Okay, like, I didn't know yeah. what that meant. Okay, well, if you ever, if you ever watched Ghost, no. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if that's. Oh, it's it's really good, but it's like good bad. I don't know if that's actually like a real thing, but I use it a lot when I talk about ghosts. But basically, just like actually have a physical presence here on the earth, and usually, it's like if there's like enough anger or sadness or something. That's like mm-hmm. keeping you here to be able to do that. Okay. Uh, at least according to um, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> she did not like John Bell. And she told him that she was going to kill him and then did. Like she po- apparently he was like poisoned. And then this is why I think this goes with us. And then at his funeral, <laughs> she interrupted the mortars by singing drinking songs. <laughs> really? <laughs> so these people are like having their like vigil and like morning and she starts like singing these like rowdy yeah like drink, vulgar like, drinking oh, oh and a pile of rum i don't know i was like is this ghost to me <laughs> <laughs> so betsy the daughter i guess was engaged to a man named joshua gardner but apparently called it off because kate slash the ghost slash the witch was not into the engagement and kept saying either like you have to break it off or I'm going to stay here until they get married. There was something with that engagement. So then 
apparently after that, like, was broken off, the ghost kind of peaced out. But she was like, I'm going to be back in seven years. And then I think did, and then I think did come back in seven years and then kind of, like, hung out for a minute and then left. A book that came out in 1856 claimed that Betsy, who was a daughter, learned how to be a ventriloquist and was pretending to be a ghost to get Joshua Gardner to marry her. Uh, that I is know. the longest catfishing. That's like the long con. Like, really? Like, like, that is harder than I would ever work to win someone. Oh, I know. Just, yeah. Like, oh my Betsy, God. honey, you could have just shown him your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it was really good. (laughs) Honey baby sweetie, like just show just show them a little bit of your ankle and lay on (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, this kind of like became sensationalized as things do. It just made me think of the Fox sisters because spiritualism was like prime right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. This next, uh, actually, this next paragraph I'm about to read really makes me think of them. Um, So in 1880, an article was published about like this haunted house, and oh, it was a different haunted house. It was like in another town, and people heard knocking under the floor and like weird things, like dog fights and stuff. And hundreds of people came from all over and camped out in their front yard. Even the owners were like, no, please leave. And they're like, nope, we got to stay here. (laughs) So I'm like, these poor people who lived in this house, not only was it haunted, but they were having like hundreds of people in their front yard, like trying to hear the ghost. So the wife of this couple was accused of making the noise. Sometimes I'm like, don't know how humans are still alive. People are so dumb. The wife is accused of making the noise by tying an iron ball at the end of a rubber belt under her clothes to her skirt and like making this knocking noise. It's like maybe I mean like I mean like people were doing stuff like that at this time. Are they? Yes. Remember I said the Fox sisters actually inspired a bunch of copycats. And so in any which way to make sounds or knocks, they were. And to me, that makes a lot more sense than like knocking with your hand. Cause it's like, would be very easy for you to maneuver that like as a, opposed to a bowling ball. Like they, a little, like a little iron ball. doesn't need to be huge. It could have been small. Oh, I was, I was literally imagining a bowling ball on like, no, but like if she, yeah, if she like had it on a rubber. I feel like that'd be easier to maneuver than like knocking your hand. All right. That makes, what was the yeah. Fox sisters? They 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 determined that one of them could make like a really crazy cracking noise and with sometimes their their, with their ankles, toes. Uh, they yes, also sometimes so. tap their feet underneath the table because they had like the long skirts. You couldn't what, see what, what year were they were though? Do you remember what year? Uh, yeah, like they became really big in the eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties. Okay, so this is after that. Okay. Well, then maybe. But I just, like, when she said iron ball, I just thought of a bowling ball, and I was like, really? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, what the fuck? Okay, that makes more sense now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then this couple ended up divorcing after this, because I guess it was, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, having 400 people sleeping on your lawn would be stressful. Yeah. And then the husband, I guess, went crazy and stole their infant, and there's, like, this story about him running through town and she running after him, and then, like, she got the baby back. And then he got in a fight with her dad, and then her brother shot him. I don't know. That, like, doesn't really have anything to do with the story. But, but still, dramatic. Oh, my god. Yeah, goodness. it's very dramatic. So, in 1890, there's, like, accounts this man saw two women come to his house on horses, and then he looked, and they were gone. And then later, he tried to put a bag of corn on his horse, and it kept falling off. And then, apparently, floated away, and a voice said, 
you won't touch the sack anymore. I don't know those those nice creepy boys in a Maybe he just didn't learn to tie his shoes. <laughs> I know. He was like, yeah, like, come on. Um, so there is an article called A Weird Witch. More tales of a Mulhattanish flavor from Adam Station. And I literally wrote up to this. I don't know what Mulhattanish means, but I like it. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. It's in the next sentence. Because that's <laughs> it's like literally got the next sentence. Joseph Mulhattan was a hoaxer. Of newspapers. Mm. So, and they actually ended up changing it because I don't, maybe he sued for defamation or something, but I really like Mulhattan ish. I really right. like that. I'm going to use it. Sounds um, like a sus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mulhattan ish. Mulhattan ish sus. So, it sounds like a restaurant in like Manhattan, right? Yeah. All right. So, okay, wine break. All right. So then this guy, I guess, like tried to go hunting. And then hunted, like, a really big, large bird. So, like I said, again, like, that large bird thing came into it. And then put it in his hunting bag and got home. And then opened it was a rabbit. Then then a one-eyed, naked black man came to him and told him to dig a hole. And then they found a kettle. And it kept getting deeper as they were digging. So the kettle kept, like, going in. But it's not, like, the, uh, like one-eyed, naked, I don't know. So then in, like... 1890, this guy wrote a book called... Okay, are you ready? I have to take a deep breath before reading this. Oh, no. (sighs) An authenticated history of the famous Bell Witch, the wonder of the 19th century, an unexplained phenomenon of the Christian era, the mysterious talking goblin that terrorized the west end of Robertson County, Tennessee, tormenting John Bell to his death. (sighs) Jeez, like, do we even need to read the book now? No, I know. Like, come on. I was like, book titles back then were a lot. Like, do you do you remember how, like, in the Victorian eras, like, some of those books? It's like, really? It was like, titles, subtitles, subtext, and then even more subtext. Oh, I know. Come on. So here's a quote from The Authenticated History of the Bell Witch by William Spell. Quote, Whether it was witchery, such as afflicted people in past centuries in the Darker Ages, which... It wasn't, but whatever. Mm. Whether some gifted fiend of hellish nature practicing sorcery for selfish enjoyment or some more modern science akin to that of mesmerism or some hobgoblin native to the wilds of the country or a disembodied soul shut out from heaven or an evil spirit like those Paul drove out of the man into the swine, setting them mad or a demon let loose from hell. I am unable to decide. He didn't even say once if it was, like, somebody just, like, being silly. I know. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. That was, like, 50 million things that it could have been, but not, right? Not like a joke. Yeah. Nor has anyone yet divined its nature or cause for appearing. And I trust this description of the monster in all forms and shapes and in many tongues will lead experts who may come with a wiser generation to a correct conclusion and satisfactory explanation. Or it will just lead some people to, like, make a really famous movie by not using editing. (laughs) So, in 1903, the, like, Bell Witch was prophesied to return to the family home because it was, like, 100 years since the Bells had come to Tennessee. And that didn't really happen. But then, in like, in... Like, the 30s, it started becoming big again. And, like, you have to think this is 120 years after this has happened. But, so, in 1937, there were, like, unexplained. And these are, like, all these accounts are on this property. And there's, like, a cave there on this property. Um, These are always creepy. I know. Don't go into caves. So, in 1937, there was, like, unexplained noises. 
there was something flying out of the door, like a paper, like it looked like a paper airplane is what I think of like flying out the door and then coming back in through a side door in the house. That's which, cool. Like, I know it is cool. So somebody was really good at like, that would was, entertain uh, my son. It Do was, it here, uh, <laughs> I know, uh, which, well, who are the people who invented the airplanes? The Wright brothers, or they yeah, were the first ones that like had, they didn't invent it, but they had oh. like the first flight or something. It was them. They were like flying the paper airplane. <laughs> um, so, and then the like piano music, there was a group that was like hanging out at this cave and they saw a woman sitting on top of a cliff over the cave and they were like just like they're like fuck that and then left in 1965 a story there's a story that came out about an oak rocking chair that apparently owned by a like one of the bells so this is like the original family and it was in this antique shop and a customer who sat on the chair was like really intrigued with the supernatural went to visit the cemetery and a voice told her to go find something that would be of value to her and she found an iron kettle with a pearl buckle and it was supposed to like the buckle was supposed to be 160 to 200 years old so again the kettle thing like that had appeared in other stories as well Mm. there was a story about this couple that were like dating and they wouldn't get married because they were descended from the bell and gardner lines like respectively so if you remember bell was like the original family and gardner was the one that she was like supposed to marry apparently the ghost was the one that didn't want it to happen and i just thought it was it's funny the, it's the capulets and montagues or whatever kind of but also it was like they were never married because they didn't want to make the ghost mad and i was like i just feel like that was the guy being like oh no we can't get married we don't want to make this spirit mad like <laughs> you know i just like uh, but you know what won't make him mad yeah. <laughs> Getting a little something, something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Show me your ankle. Um, <laughs> so a woman came out in 1977 and told the story that 30 years earlier, and I actually like this story. Like, I think it's a really, if anything, I like to me, it sounds like the spirit really wasn't that evil. It just, I mean, except for maybe like murdering someone, but this woman came out in 1977 until the story that happened 30 years earlier, saying that she had skipped school one day and she was playing hooky, although it was like, I don't, I don't know. The story doesn't really add up because she said she was playing hooky, but also like takes place at night or it was just really dark in the cave. I don't know. It could have been. Um, so she was calling around in the cave with this lantern and it kept blowing out even though there was no wind and she'd like relight it and it'd blow out again. So she was like freaked out. She's like, okay, I'm out of here. So she called out of the cave, you know, she like army crawled out of the cave in the dark. And when she got to the entrance, she found this can of pork and beans and marshmallows. And then like (laughs) face. And then like two hours later, she found out the police had found two fugitives in the cave. So she thinks the witch were actually helping her to get out of the cave for like, like blowing out her candle. Yeah, to, like, keep her from getting discovered. I I want someone to leave me pork and beans and marshmallows. I know. (laughs) That's, like, my childhood right there. I love it. Beans? Like a can of pork and beans? Yeah, whenever we went camping. Pork and beans, marshmallows. Shelf-stable pork? I don't know. It's, like, the Bush's can of pork and beans, like, when we went camping. It does sound good, though. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. All right. I'm to bring those on our camping trip whenever we're allowed to... (laughs) Um, So in 1986, two reporters were like wanting to do an article on this. And so they got permission to stay in the camp in that cave overnight. And they heard groaning and thumping and they kept like going to different entrances and checking it. Then like they go to an entrance and then be like back in the other part. And then they go back to the part and then like 
the groaning comes up, we'd be like at the first entrance. And then they heard this like loud, high pitched scream in like the middle of the cave. And they're like, fuck no. And they just like peace out. So I'm like, yep. <laughs> and then like this guy told the story that in 1987, he was walking across the street from the cave and a rabbit started following him. And he was like, oh, God, like, you know, so he started running faster. The rabbit, like, started running faster. And he started running, and the rabbit started running. And then <laughs> the rabbit apparently said to them, hell of a race we had there, wasn't it? <laughs> like, oh, that's it. Like someone was maybe on meth. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, some of these like It's like the country. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could have been Tennessee. Who knows? So, yeah, I, I really wanted to know more about, like, the person behind this, but there really wasn't that much information. I read once, if I'm remembering correctly, because of the Kate, it triggered a memory for me that it was either the ghost of a woman or was reported to be the woman who the Bell family wronged in a land deal. Yeah, there actually was a, um, so the story, the guy who like wrote this book, one of his theories was that, that William Bell, North Carolina, or was it Bell? John Bell, sorry, not William Bell. That's from, that's from Fringe. Um, John Bell in uh, North Carolina had like killed a man Mm -hmm. and that, that was the ghost and that like, and I think Kate was yeah, related to that. So, but I, I've, I read that too, that it was like related to someone that the Bell family had wronged and that, because it seems like it was very much like on that yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. So it is, says right here, um, says the earthly identity of the Bell Witch and the reason for her ha- hauntings are easy, actually quite easy to piece together. They said she is the ghost of Kate, ba- uh, Kate Bates or Bat a former neighbor of John Bell and his brood who felt cheated by his land purchase. It is rumored that on her deathbed, Kate vowed to haunt the Bell family from beyond the grave. In 1821, after John Bell passed away, the haunting did calm down, suggesting that Kate had perhaps thought her work was done. Yeah. It slowed down. But one thing I thought was cool was Andrew Jackson heard about the Bell Witch when he was president. (laughs) He did. When he he was passing through, he actually led his men to the Bell family property. But as they got close, it says that a strange thing happened to their wagon. It stopped. It wasn't stuck. A wheel had it come dislodged. It was just frozen, halted at the hands of some unseen force. Yeah, I read that. And the reason why I didn't include it is because they actually like looked at the records and there was no record of him ever being there at the time. And then they also said that there like that year was a really big year. Like it was a really like bad election, like really brutal election. And they're like, there's no way his opponent would have been. Wouldn't it be so, wouldn't it be so fun though? That Andrew Jackson was like, well, men, we're going to make a pit stop at this. (laughs) No, I read that. I didn't include it for a reason. Cause they they were like, we had, they like, there's no records. And like, you know how they like, there were, there would have been records of him, like having even been his president. Yeah, exactly. And like terrible, but, um, yeah, but that was like a huge thing. I think it's like one of those rumors that just got passed around too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I thank you for saying that. I didn't see that about the the Kate thing. No, it was like just like this is like just like the ranker article that I read before yeah. I was going to send it to you. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, and I the reason I didn't really look beyond Wikipedia is because I there was like a ton of stuff on there, mm-hmm. and as we we're doing a mini sode, I was like <laughs> to keep this to keep this at like. 
30, like to keep this at our time, but mm-hmm. yeah, so there we go. And I honestly don't think there's probably going to be that much more information about it because it, I think it just seems like really sensationalized over the years. Right. And it's going to be lost to time. Mm-hmm. There's too many real fears nowadays, like, like that are staring us in the face rather than we don't need to like go looking for any more. <laughs> Real quick. Um, let's just, I think we should start saying this every episode. Um, vote. <laughs> yes. Go vote. check your voters, voters registration. Even if you think that you're registered, go check it. I know. I realized that today because I, I just checked mine like two or like Matt and I just made sure we registered to vote like a couple of weeks ago, but I was like, I need to, I need to make sure. Mm-hmm. And also like figure out how you're going to vote. Are you going to go in person? Are you going to mail it in? Are you yeah. going to drop it off at your ballot box? Cause we have one really close to us. Like, yeah, I have one at my school. I just noticed that. And it's like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do, but I would recommend dropping it off. I think that's, I mean, I've always dropped mine off. Yeah, me too. I think that's the safest thing, especially now. Mm-hmm. I If you can do it socially distanced and drop it off, like I would super recommend that if there's one near you. I know that not everyone has that option. There are so many resources out there. So just make sure you're you're going to the right website, vote.org, right? Yeah. And like, if you don't vote, the Bell Witch will come to haunt you. Yeah, she will. And she's going to show you her ankles. <laughs> Sorry, I had to tie that in with the Bell Witch somehow. Yeah, you did. That's okay. Okay, vote. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Harlots of History. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and at Podbean. Come see how cute we are on Instagram at Harlots of History, the podcast. Or is it just podcast? Just podcast. Oh, gosh. Come see how cute we are on Instagram at Harlots of History Podcasts. If you enjoy us like we enjoy you, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It helps us tremendously. We release new episodes every Monday and salacious minisodes every Thursday to help you get through the week. Next week, we will be talking about... It'll actually be another installation of Not a Harlot. We will be talking about witches and modern witchcraft in the U.S. along with a personal favorite, Lori Calvert. And it's going to be super fun. So this is Karamia. (laughs) And this is Emily taking back the word harlot. One episode at a time. Be a harlot. Not a hater. Bye. Bye.